Welcome to the Charbon Report. I'm Michael A. Charbon. A special welcome to our new listeners on Google, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Today's title, Still Like Your Vote, America? Hmm? So just under a year ago, America voted in the Democrats into power with a 2% slim margin. Some would say the 2020 election was not about party, politics, or policy. It was about personality, as America's vote was against Trump and not for the Democrats. Some Americans were fed up with the circus, you know, the scandals, the exaggerations, the tweets, and the disrespect for the office, as Trump's personality literally overshadowed the relevance of the Republican accomplishments and many of their really good policies. America was happy with the economic results. They were just fed up with the deliverer of the message. So America, you still happy with your vote? The answer I would suggest is no. No, and not at all. Some would say Biden sold America a bill of goods that was hijacked by the radical progressives. Think, 12 months ago, Biden was in fifth place in the New Hampshire primaries. Fifth place. Today, almost 12 months after being elected, Biden is shaky at best with the polls in the dumper, black and Hispanics not drinking the Democratic Kool-Aid anymore, and the images of Biden's UN climate conference snooze combined with the reality of a man in his golden years showing fragility with each prompter read, well, the communicable, or I should say the commutative effect, takes much of the polish and confidence off the Democratic office. Historically, the party, newly in power, the Democrats in this example, suffer a loss in House seats in the subsequent midterms. It's like a, a voter boomerang effect. The average loss over the past 40 years is 23 House seats. But Obama in 2010, he did a record. 63 House seats in the House were lost in the midterms. Devastating for his, uh, his guys. The recent interim elections just held in Virginia and New Jersey were evidence as of late that the sentiment of Democrats, suburban white women, blacks, and independents, well, it's shifted. These interim elections were based on key issues like critical race theory, education, woke cancel culture, uh, exorbitant spending efforts, and the open border immigration crisis. All negative factors imploding the Biden White House. The ignorance of Democrats to address high gas prices and supply chain negative effects to the average American feeling this has moved the independent swing voter and many party faithful to what Democrats would call, ooh, the dark side. A Suffolk research poll revealed that 59% of Americans disapprove of Biden's performance, almost 60%. And 64%, they state they don't want him to run again in 2024. And that's just a year into his term. Uh, but if you think Kamala's a contender, not so much. Her numbers are actually worse. So that means Democrats... You need to saddle up two new pairs of ponies for the 2024 election. Hey, hey, Nancy, drop the gavel on the ice cream and spit out the mint. You're up, baby. <laughs> no, no, here's the image. I got the Saturday Night Live. It's a 2024 Democratic Laurel and Hardy ticket of Adam Schiff and Jerry Nandler. Pants up to their belly buttons. Anyways, I digress. Virginia's results saw the Republican, Glenn Youngkin, not riding on the coattails of Trumpism. He actually avoided Trumpist quotes, but embraced many of the key policies of that administration. Personally, I predict that this is a successful Republican direction moving forward. Speak to the policy and not the orange man. That should be the plan. Defeated Democrat incumbent Jerry uh, McAuliffe, 
He took the other tact, you know, continually repeating Trumpist accusations and scare tactics, and obviously that had no success. Evoking the name in fear had limited effect. Americans have grown immune to rhetoric as they feel that the key issues like inflation, crime rates, defund the police, illegals, and high gas prices with shelves being bare, they cut much deeper. And if you add the threat of progressives' talk of amnesty, you know, buried in the trillion-dollar Build Back Better deal, <laughs> well, those, my friends, are fighting words. When CNBC panel uh, cabal, you know, of Joy Reid and Van Jones, you remember Van Jones? He was the guy who was famous for the 2016 uh, election comment, it was a whitewash America. Well, both those guys, you know, they all piled on with the excuses for the interim results with the expected, oh, it's, you know, white supremacist. It's a systemic white voting dominist, all those kind of comments. I must say, it was wonderful to see Virginia's newly elected first black lieutenant governor general, Winsome Sears. She's a Jamaican-American, a Republican. Well, she pushed back with a shot at the stereotype accusations. Sears actually posed with a firearm and challenged MSNBC and uh, Joy Reid to put her on the show so she could defend herself. <laughs> hey, Joy, any update on the interview? Can you imagine the numbers for that? That would be a win-win for Joy Reid. Now, right-wing media is extolling the results of Virginia, you know, as a canary in the coal mine and the, the beginning of the undermining of the Democrats. But before those grandiose predictions get repeated too many times, realize, although the Republican Yunkin defeated the incumbent Democrat in Virginia, the percentage? It was razor thin. It was no landslide. Virginia may be an indicator of American mood in the coming midterms. It is still a year away. For midterms, and there's a lot of political runway left that lots of people can, can, can screw up. Interestingly, though, the election that really merits some attention as what I think is more realistic indicator was the New Jersey election. Listen to this. New Jersey has been a Democratic stronghold with seldom a Republican challenger. You know, the left-wing media and the posters, you know, they took the line, oh, it's going to be a comfortable Democratic win, you know, a large margin of victory for Murray, you know, over challenger Citarelli. Who is this Citarelli guy? Well, like in 2016, the pundits and the pollsters, guess what, folks? They were dead wrong. It was very close. Very close. If the Democrats think running against Trump is better than the candidate, it's not a winning strategy. Personally, I don't think Trump will win. Uh, will uh, run, I should say. Too many accusations, too much baggage, and too much videotape from the past. He's actually a liability to the party as a candidate. He will have much more power and be more respected as a kingmaker in the background than a candidate. But ego, hello, may still motivate a second try. The reality is that the Republican Party nomination process will be the deciding factor to determine that result. And as I've said in previous uh, posts here, the winning Republican ticket is Florida's Ron DeSantis with Montana's Governor Christine Noem as Vice President. That is what will win. Politically, America planted the seeds for the current dismal Democratic administration. The adage, you reap what you sow, grows true in 2021. In 2024, it's all about who the Democrats mount and if the Republicans can stay on message and stay clean. Finally, please click and share if you do so kindly subscribe. For those listening to the audio version, remember to subscribe on Spotify and Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you leave a comment, I try to answer 
everyone. I thank you for those considerations, and until next time, God bless and stay safe. I'm Michael A. Charbon for The Charbon Report.